This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Homesdale Radio. Preview podcast. Crowdfunded by Palace fans. For Palace fans. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Homesdale Radio Preview Podcast. I am your host, Terence Ford of RedandBlueArmy.co.uk, and it is time for us to build you up to our fixture against our identity-confused whipping boys from hearts, Watford FC. Seriously, your mascot is a hornet and your badge is a moose. What's that all about? Albert Curley and Sam Heskiff are along for the ride as we talk winter breaks, informed Zaha, transfer links, the game, predictions, and we'll hear what Watford's version of Dave Perry has been moaning about this week. Watford hate us so much, we literally couldn't find an away fan to join us. So instead, the author of the Palace Addiction books, James Howland, returns to tell us what it was like to live out Palace stuff in Brighton on the weekend, whilst best manning at his brother's wedding. As always, before all of that, head over to hrlradio.net forward slash subscribe to ensure that you never miss another whole radio podcast. Yes, guys. So we are back after. Can we can we call it a famous win on Saturday, Sam? Is that a famous win? Yes. <laughs> Any wins are a famous win. Any win is a famous win. <laughs> Enjoy it. I did. I thought it was great. Um, in hindsight, the second half maybe could have been a bit more enjoyable. But after the final whistle and seeing Lewis Dunk crouch down on his haunches, that's fine. I'll take it. I loved it. Albert. Um, always, always good to get one over them. Just a bit, isn't it? You know, it's good. I mean, I'd have preferred it to be a little bit more, in, like Sam said, more enjoyable in the second half, um, especially because it looked like we were absolutely cruising at one point. But uh, yeah, a win's a win. Don't care if it went in off someone's backside after they handballed it, whatever. It's a win. Well, shortly we'll talk to um, James Howland what it was like experiencing that game from elsewhere. Because obviously, if you haven't listened to it already, pause this, go back, listen to the review show of the Brighton game and then come back and listen to this. Um, Right, it's been kind of like our main stand has been pre-approved for approval. The winter break appears to have been pre-approved in England. Um, Going to take place sort of between January and February. Um, 
FA Cup fifth round weekend will be moved into a midweek slot and um, <clears throat> there will be no replays in the fifth round anymore. It will go straight to extra time and penalties. Um, I mean, I guess the theory behind that is that the smaller teams who need the replays are probably not usually in by that point. And if they are still in, they've probably earned a fair whack of money from it. And um, yeah, so there'll be a couple of weeks sort of around that time with the attempt to help the national team out. Uh, Heskiff, how do you feel about change? Um, I am not usually one for change, but I'm all right with a winter break. Um, To be honest, I, I, I couldn't care less about the national team. So it's not that reason, but... If we have another season of injuries like we did this, then I think a couple of weeks <clears throat> or a little bit longer, however long it's going to be, will certainly help us recharge and, you know, get get back onto hopefully a level playing field again. Um, I quite like the sort of Christmas, New Year period because you just get loads of football all at once and there's bugger all else to do around Christmas. So, um, you know, that as a traditionalist, I would like that to sort of stay, but... You know, I think all the other big leagues don't have, have a break and they seem to, you know, reap the benefits of it. So it doesn't really surprise me that we've uh, got it, you know, coming next year. So, yeah, as with everything, we'll see how it goes, I suppose. But um, I'm certainly not I'm not against it as much as I would have been probably three or four years ago. Yeah, well, so the break won't be strictly around Christmas. I think it's sort of end of January, beginning of February. So um, it would be at a quiet time of year. Maybe it would mean that we could all do dry January and actually have a chance of succeeding. Um, my, my birthday's in January. That's not going to happen. Stupid suggestion. <laughs> Albert, um, the review show this week is being recorded from your house. So um, perhaps we could come round for some snuggly winter break goodness at yours. Watch some Paddock and Bear too. Oh, mate. You, it, was, it sounded quite, I'll be honest, it sounded quite dull until you dropped Paddington too, which is stunning piece of cinema might be the best one i've ever seen and i'm not joking uh yeah all are welcome come on well not not all i mean you sam maybe you know partner partners are welcome i should have said partners are welcome maybe, maybe billiam yeah yeah billy yeah yeah i mean he's just helped me out with a technical issue so he's he just sneaks in under the radar but after what he was getting up to on the train on the way home from brighton on the weekend um <laughs> maybe, what was maybe that um, well, <laughs> we'll leave that for another time. He's frantically waving at the camera. Don't tell the listeners. He claims he, he claims he doesn't remember. Uh, <laughs> so I think that's the story we're going to have to stick. Was to. it was it Billiam that got into a bit of trouble at the away fixture as well? Yeah, yeah. He's nodding. He's nodding, nodding on the little camera. There. Deepishly nodding there, Billiam. If he, it's nothing to do with hooliganism. If anybody's thinking that, and if it was, he'd be the poshest hooligan ever to exist. That's for certain. Listen, if he beats you up, he uses Queensbury rules. So <laughs> consider yourself honoured. Uh, anyway, look, if winter breaks did exist, one thing you could do during winter breaks is play FIFA. And um, Wilfred Zaha is in form on FIFA. For the, those of you that care, um, striker, eighty-six rated. His ratings jumped up four points. Um, he's just going to be a beast, so go and buy him. I know, I know Heskiff, you don't play FIFA, do you? No. I don't. I'm too old, mate. Too old. Albert? Yeah, I play FIFA, but it's FIFA 96. We can <laughs> bang it in from the sideline, from about the halfway line. Yeah, very nice. Um, transfer links. There's 
just been loads of them recently. Sam, have any any ones stood out for you? Ones that you'd like to snap up? Um, the only one that I've seen really, who I even know, is um, Madison from Norwich. Um, he's having a great season, but he's also been linked with everyone. So I, I don't really read too much into that because you know he's likely to go to a higher place team than Palace probably. Other than that, there's a lot of players I've just never heard of, so I sort of frantically Wikipedia them or watch the... Oh, you sound like Danny Rose. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Or, you know, watch the YouTube video with crap, Europop music all over it. Um, But, I don't know, you know, we signed um, Jack and Rakip in January. I did never heard of either of them. What's your point? (laughs) (laughs) Um, so, yeah, I mean, nothing's really sort of, you know, lit it up and made me think that we're going to storm the league next year. Um, but, you know, we'll see. Hopefully there's a, you know, I'd never heard of Luca before we bought him. So you never know what's going to come, do you? Well, that's just your ignorance. I hadn't heard of um, who, Galatasaray. Oh, I've just ruined it all. Galatasaray's captain. What was he? I don't know. He was something. Olympiacos, wasn't it? Olympiacos. There you yeah. go. Same, same thing. Come on, Diff- bruv. Same difference. Um, anyone stood out for you, Albert? Uh, who have we been linked with? Uh, well, William just put it in the chat. Shakiri is one of the ones we linked it with. I don't want Shakiri. He's a little goblin. I don't want him either. I don't want Shakiri. His head's t- his head's too spherical. <laughs> we don't. We don't. We, we, where'd you put him? Where'd you put him? We, we, I mean, unless unless Zaha's going and we need you know someone who can be more inconsistent but with the occasional bit of magic I don't see where he I don't see where he fits to be honest could you imagine the club shop though doing like a Shakiri garden gnome it'd be like perfect for it life-size model straight in they wouldn't have to change them think of all those parish points you could earn oh. be going to every, any away game you want because you'd be oh. buying them all up <laughs> um I think the biggest one uh we've probably been linked with is Loftus Cheek has seemingly not saying that he would necessarily return to Chelsea, obviously waiting to see if we get relegated or not. Um, Sam, do you take him if we stay up? Yeah, depending on... I mean, mean when we stay up, sorry. When we stay up. Come on, you sound like me. Um, Depending on the price and that sort of thing, I think, yeah, he's he's young. He's looked very good in patches this season. I think it depends on what happens at Chelsea as well, because if Conte were to stay... I reckon we'd have a good chance of getting him or being in for him. But you never know if they get a new manager in the summer, like that it's being reported they're likely to. He might want to keep him. He might want to have another look at him. So there's a lot of ifs and buts. But if he can be consistent in, in, and play as well as he did, um, certainly in the first half against Brighton at the weekend, then, yeah, you'd, you'd be silly to say no. But again, with the World Cup coming up, if he does go to the World Cup and he gets some games... Um, then it's you know maybe more difficult for a team like Palace to get to get a permanent deal for him. Do you think he'll go to the World Cup, Albert? Uh, I mean, I think it's, he's probably the good thing about Loftus Cheek. You know, fit from his point of view is that he he plays in a position that's desperately uninspired with regards to the England team. There's not a lot of Listen, I don't want to over, I don't want to over sort of egg it, but there's not a lot of magic in the centre midfield. You know, it's it's very much Jordan Henderson, Eric Dyer, and, and players like that. So, 
if, and listen, if Jake Livermore stands a chance of going rock bottom of the Premier League, then Loftus Cheek should feel quite confident if he can stay fit and and finish the season strong with us. I don't see why not. Mm, yeah, I'd, you're right. He's got that sort of drive that we severely lack in England midfield and. Uh, first half performance against Brighton was classic examples of what you can do and actually in the second half as well he's one of the players that managed to keep hold of the ball for long periods of time and he can just relieve that pressure on you um yeah in terms of signing him it depends on the price I don't think they're going to be stupid enough to ask for 30 million for someone who's struggled from injury so much and but I think if we can get him for under 20 million then I think we probably have to take the gamble um, right, we'll end that there. And then when we get back, we're going to have James Howland, author of the Palace Addiction books, returning to um, relive his Brighton experience whilst he was best manning at his brother's wedding. There are 99 reasons to hate Brighton. Homophobia doesn't need to be one of them. Follow us on Twitter at Proud and Palace. Right, yes, we are now rejoined. Two weeks running. Um, oh, maybe we'll try and get you in for the hat-trick, James. James Howland author of the Palace Addiction books. Um, if you listened last week, you will know that James was best man at his brother's wedding last Saturday, who was getting married um, rather conveniently at four o'clock. So um, just just after that mental first half on the weekend. So um, how was the experience, James? Thanks for joining first, obviously. How my manners? Welcome. Yeah, thank you very much. So what was um, what was the all-round experience like? Uh, it was pretty horrible, uh, not knowing the school. I was trying to think the last time I wasn't able to even follow follow a game. So my phone was phone was not to hand. And so after hearing the first I sort of goal almost every five minutes, it felt like um, <laughs> just not knowing what was going on. Yeah, I know. But the, um, obviously, we talked about last week, it's, it's your brother's wedding. You've got to be there and stuff like that. But... You know, we, a kind of semi-joke, you, you kind of want a Palace loss, so <laughs> selfishly, so nothing really, you, you didn't really miss that much. But um, to know that you've kind of missed what, especially first half-wise, was a bit of a classic, are you, are you super gutted? Yeah, obviously I'm delighted with one. I've been winding up Brighton fans to make up for it on Twitter. Um, having missed three Brighton games I've missed now in my life for the 5-0, the 2-0 in the playoffs, and then the game this weekend. So the, the dilemma is, do I go next time we play them, which unfortunately looks like it will be next season. No, so it looks yeah. like they'll stay out. You're not allowed to come, mate. I think you're out. You're you're fully out of Brighton games. Were you at the 1-0 Paul McShane game? Unfortunately, I was. I was at the 3-1 first win at the Amex, and I yeah. was, uh, was at the 3-0. So I have seen us... Uh, Seen a stuff in a couple of times. Photos already didn't happen, mate. I don't. I don't. I'm not sure we believe you. <laughs> um, Heskiff. Yes. What, what was the experience like from row row twelve block D? If you want to go and find him, listeners. Row twelve block D experience was fantastic in the first half. Uh, the, the the atmosphere was the best it's been in ages, unsurprisingly. Um, but but you know, for it to be that good and then to get a goal in the fifth minute and the 12th minute, whatever it was, the volume just ramped up even more. It was it was great, and even when it sort of sort of d- was dented a little by their first goal, it just it it came back really quickly, and that's what you want from a, a big derby game, and and you know a game that's really important in terms of us trying to stay up as well. Second half was, as we've alluded to a little bit earlier, quite tough going. 
I'm a pretty nervous bloke as it is. I, I worry a lot during the game and we just never really got going. You know, they just, it, especially the last 10 minutes, it was pretty much all down the other end. Uh, but, you know, a great save from Wayne Hennessy and Glenn Murray doing his best clearance uh, helped save the day, really. You were a huge Glenn Murray fan when he was at Palace. Um, was yeah. it nostalgic watching him thump one home from one yard out in front of the homestyle? No, it, it, <laughs> I was annoyed. I was annoyed. <laughs> um, I didn't, much as I did love him when he was with us, I'm not I'm not clapping him before the game or any of that because he's mm. Brighton now. Um, and then when he scored, oh, he didn't celebrate. I don't care. He scored. Stop it. Just don't score, mate. <laughs> Clear Lewis Dunk's header off for a goal kick. That's what he should be doing. I'll clap that. <laughs> Albert, um, what do you rather? Lewis Dunk's header goes in or Murray smashes it in? Um, that's a re- oh, that's a really good question. Uh, I'd rather, I'd rather, I'd, I'd rather see Glenn Murray smash it in from a yard. To be honest, because I mean, to be honest, when I when I saw it, I sort of missed. I saw it in real time. I missed that Glenn Murray had got it. I thought Lewis Dunk had scored. It gone straight in, and he was like, he gave it a bit to the Homesdale, didn't he? As he was sort of making his way back to the halfway line, and that that turned my stomach. And I, when they said it was Murray's goal that kind of made me feel a bit better. So I guess that answers the question. Yeah, it was down the wrong end for Lewis Dunk to be scoring anyway. But that was that was prime Holmesdale road mockery when Lewis Dunk was getting all sorts of abuse in the build-up to the corner. And then when he rises up to meet it and heads it goalwards, I'm like, obviously he's going to score. I mean, so... there's a foul. There's a, I mean, he, 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 the, the push on Sato is... I mean, Sacco should do better, in my opinion, and shouldn't be pushed around like that. But yeah, not... yeah, I, I, I think that was six of one, half a dozen of the other. I think Sacco gave him a little push before that as well. So I know I think Sacco got bullied a bit, and he needs to be stronger there. That's that's my opinion of that. All I say is, it's nice of Glenn Murray, it, like pulling one back at two nil. You've not really done anything. You've not really affected yeah. the game. But fast forward towards the end, when he's like greeted with a chance to pull it all level, he's gone. No, nah, I'm not going to do that. And he's yeah. spooned it from a from a yard, like what two yards. So I'll I'll allow him that one because he made up for it later. You know, he was he scored the one that didn't really mean anything. It would it would have been nice if just after he'd done that clearance, he turned round, caught the eye of Lewis Dunk, and then told him to <laughs> you know, head home early. I would have liked that. I would have clapped that. Well, the um or the high re- five Sacco <laughs> and Hennessy. <laughs> Yeah, do some like special handshake that they've got of each other. Um, but no, that was the um, name of the review show podcast this week was last minute clearance from Murray or something like that. So um, was that yours? I've got no. it wrong now because it was a four word review. So it was... I think it was something along the lines of Murray with vital clearance, but I yeah, couldn't but... tell you for sure. Right. So then obviously we all go out. Um, I, I cannot tell you. Once again, listeners, the state of Billiam after the game on Saturday. <laughs> There's a fantastic picture in our group doing the rounds where he just, he just looks like a struggling alcoholic. It's amazing. It's just a wonderful picture. The thing is, if, he looks like a quite a good alcoholic, actually. If I text you and say, send us a photo so we can see if your eyes have gone yet, don't send a photo. And um, then obviously we, uh, Heskiff and I and a few of our others went up to Crystal Palace, had a lovely pizza. Um, Al, but I'm sure you were 
lording your kids around, having a great time with them. James, did you kids. embarrass yourself at the wedding? Uh, no. So on the morning, I wasn't quite sure what I was more nervous about, whether it was the game or having to do the best man speech. And so, although I was pretty levered by the end of it, um, I was in a sober enough state not to grab the mic and sing about Zaha instead of doing a speech. Um, so I was fairly tame as weddings go until towards the end when everyone's battered anyway. Mm, so what was, um, was, did the game get any reference in the best man speech? Oh, of course. Of course, it was uh, was dropped in, but I basically won't forgive my brother. Um, <laughs> yeah, just general displeasure at his life choices, mainly being a Spurs fan, to be honest. <laughs> not, not including the bride, I hope. I hope you oh, no, that's, that's the yeah, one trying. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I think we can all agree that Saturday was wonderful. It's always nice to get a win in a really important game like that. Um, when it's against your rivals, it just adds a little bit extra. And it's just always, when it's important against them, we put it out of the bag and it was um, it was fantastic. So, hopefully, I'd, I'm going to say this, hopefully they'll stay up because as much as um, I don't like the games so much when I'm actually at them, the build-up to it and all the stress that around it, when you actually beat them, um, boarding it over them and getting blocked by Brighton fans all over Twitter is is what it's all about. So um, anyway, look, James, thanks for joining us again this week to um, share your memories of Saturday. And um, we are going to take a short break. And then when we come back, we're going to, well, we're going to actually talk about the Watford game. Homesdale Radio Preview Podcast. Crowdfunded by Palace fans for Palace fans. Right, yeah. So we couldn't get a Watford fan this week. Um, uh for various reasons. I don't know, apparently they're recording their own podcast. Um, I'm going to assume it's because they don't have the cojones. <laughs> um, Albert, you know, you know a load of Watford fans. you fancy doing a little Watford Watford opposition for us? Mate, I'm, I'm deep. I'm deep in enemy territory. That's all I can say. I've got to keep my voice down doing this. <laughs> yeah, no, I, drove like... past, I drove past Vicarage Road today, actually. And opened my window and shook my fist. At the at the ground, just to give it some bad juju, you know. <laughs> well, the form we have at that stadium, um, if we played there, we'd we'd won the Champions League a couple of times over by now. That's, um, <laughs> our good results have been there in the past, but we'll get onto that later. Uh, right, this week we're going to start with obviously there was the shock inclusion of Joel Ward on Saturday against Brighton, <sighs> and um, I'm sure he was in there for his experience. Um, he's in slide tackling. His increased ability in the air over one Masaka, um, and was probably at fault for both goals. Um, Heskiff, do you think it's quite simple? One Masaka walks back into the team this week, or do you think Joel Wall did enough in the second half to recover his errors of the first? I'd put one Masaka back in. I think, like a lot of people, I was I was pretty shocked when we saw the team uh, on, on Saturday, and I think yeah, like you said, it it, it must have been for his experience in, in the sort of rivalry games. Because if you think but wan has played against, you know, Tottenham, Chelsea, uh, Man United, Liverpool. So he, he, he shouldn't be overawed, really. But maybe Roy thought the, the experience in the Derby games would, would help. But obviously, you know, Ward, Wardy didn't cover himself in glory first half, um, certainly for the second goal. 
which sort of happened in slow motion. And, and it's a sort of challenge that Basaka seems to have been really good at making in, in the time that he's been in the team. You know, he's quite leggy and likes a slide tackle. And I just think he would have cut that out fairly routinely if he'd have been in the team. So, I, you know, I, I like Joel Ward, but on, on I say current form, he's only played one game. But based off that, I, I would have, I, I would put Wan-Bissaka straight back in. I think he's, you know, I think he's in a good run of form before he before he got dropped. Obviously, the end of the Bournemouth game was he switched off a little bit, but you know, I'd put him back in. I think he, I think he's going to give us a bit more than Joel um, for the last few games of the season. Yeah, I think it was a bit it was a bit harsh on Joel and for Joel in many aspects because. Before he got injured, I thought he was probably playing his best football for a couple of years at Palace. He was really starting to find his feet again. There was the the odd abject performance here and there, but largely he'd um, in the second half of what he has played this season, he was doing really well. Um, and then to just throw him back into that game with no minutes under his belt whatsoever just seems... I don't know. It just felt like it was lunacy to me from Hodgson. Um, he obviously had his reasons. Um, he obviously needed, because as we saw so often in that game it was actually uh, Joel Ward who was matching up against Glenn Murray for all sorts of crosses into the box from set pieces so there was obviously a plan there um, but yeah I think I just you know one Bissaka I'm sure like growing up in the Palace Academy would know all about the rivalry and what's it what it's all about and what it means to everyone and I'm sure he would have loved to get a go in it and but I'm assuming he's only gonna have to wait one season to get a go in it because He's probably going to establish himself as our number one right back, I'd imagine, over the next um, over the coming months. Uh, Albert, how do you how do you feel? Do you think Ward will stay in, or do you reckon Wambasaka is going to swap back? Well, if if Roy Hodgson again trying to read the mind of the manager, if Roy Hodgson is going to drop players for making a simple a simple mistake like Wambasaka made against Bournemouth, then you know Joe Ward has to be accountable for the same stuff, and you know his his. I mean, I'm I'm slightly less forgiving on the first goal. I th- you know, again, Glenn Murray's quite a... Uh, how many goals have we seen him score like that for us, you know? Um, so I'm not going to be too harsh on him there. But the, the, the second the second goal, when Izquierdo goes through, again, Heskiff's already re- referred to it. You know, you think wan has got the pace and certainly the ability in the tackle to maybe do something a bit better there and be a bit stronger. Um, you know, even if he's only slightly out, and makes that slide challenge and gives away a free kick and gets a yellow card, you know, that, that goal doesn't happen. Uh, I'd, I'd throw wan back in, to be honest. I, th- I think I thought it was harsh to drop him. I I was a bit, of, you know, a gog when the teams came through and so he wasn't there. I can't see any reason why Jar Ward's, you know, he hasn't excelled in that previous game to warrant staying in for Watford. I think they're, they're probably um, on an even par and my preference would be wan um, of course, the other wing back um, didn't cover himself in glory, <laughs> nearly uh, gifting a goal to Murray at the back post, uh, sort of late on in the second half. Um, how do you think, uh, we'll stay with you, Albert, how do you think Patrick Van Arnold's been doing over the last few months? He's definitely getting into the Palace way of life. He seems to be very passionate about everything, seems to be very involved in the squad, seems to be a good man around the place. But um do those errors that creep in occasionally and they always seem to be in costly positions, do they worry you? Uh well listen, he's not the he's not the um Patrick Van Arnholt that we witnessed at, at Bristol City. 
that's for sure. That's, <laughs> that you know, that's uh, yeah, that can only be described as a relief. Um, he has he has sort of found a bit of form, and he has scored a couple of goals. And like you say, just his sort of general attitude on not that it's all about social media, but he's clearly bought into the club. He, he clearly he's clearly happy in himself. Um, um, yeah, I, again, it's a player I always really liked before we signed him, but maybe I was only watching highlights. You know, I didn't try not to make happy of watching Sunderland for 90 minutes a week. Um, <laughs> I think a lot of Sunderland fans feel the same, actually. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's clearly got the ability. I think he just needs he needs consistency and credit to him, even though we've been on the wrong end of some tight results. He's been one of the people that you couldn't really sort of point many fingers at. Obviously, there's those errors against the error against um, Brighton on Saturday. But, you know, if he was, if he didn't have those errors in him, he'd still be probably chipping away at a, a starting place at Chelsea. Uh, yeah, that's a fair point. Um, moving to the other end of the field, I think it's the same debate as last week, really, Heskiff. Um, obviously, Ben Teke got some minutes against Brighton and is back. Um, Kabai can't seem to last more than 70 minutes anymore. Uh, what, what are you doing with the front two? Are you... You're just saying, look, we've scored five goals in the last two games. We're sticking with them two up top, or does Benteke get a look in? I'd stick with the team um, that started against Brighton, with, with the exception of, of Wan-Bissaka. You know, we, the first half against Brighton, we were superb. I thought as as bad as Brighton were defending corners, and they were awful, uh, especially Lewis Dunk, who is an awful football player. Um, we we knocked the baller out. Great, we looked really dangerous. You know, even when they scored to make it two one, we just went straight back at them. We looked really good, and I think when you're playing with that sort of fluency uh, and speed, you know, even though last week I said that when we tried it earlier in the season, the more we used it, the more people sort of got used to it. I think you just keep keep with it at the moment. Um, because certainly then if it's not working and you've got Benteke or you've got Serlot off the bench and bringing them on sort of changes the way you play, then it's worth having that change. Whereas I think if you start with Benteke and it's not really working and then you take him off and play without a striker, I don't see that really working. So, yeah, for me, I'd keep keep it as is because I think it's working really well at the moment. Um, and then if if we need to, if things aren't going particularly well, or if we need to hold the ball up a bit more, then chuck on Benteke when Kabai's knackered. Yeah, so it was all very... Um, the analysis around it was very interesting. Um, I can't remember who it was on Match of the Day who was talking about it or where I was watching it, but it was talking about the defenders not knowing who to pick up, and then obviously Duffy went on to talk about it in the... Uh, the Argos as well saying that he preferred to face Harry Kane and Wilfred Zaha which is kind of a weird compliment in one way but at the same time just like uh, top goal scorer in Europe pretty much you know for the last few years Um, and of course Harry Kane scored so um, I don't know which one they prefer to face Um, but yeah so just standing off them it's it's kind of like we're almost playing a 4-6-0 kind of like Barcelona-esque from a few years ago Albert um, are we are we really morphing into the red and blue stripes now? False nines, false tens, <laughs> false seventh. Everything's just false up front. Um, I mean, I, I sat here last week and said I wanted Benteke to start. So I think we needed to at home. We needed to try and boss boss the game and give Dunk and Duffy and 
other bruisers like Stevens who who should have been sent off for the record. Um, you know, try and try and battle battle that way. But I'm perfectly I'm perfectly happy to see us start at, at Watford, you know, an away game against a team that's only sort of three points in front of us as it stands. I'm very happy to us to go in and and play that same way again. Sam's already touched on it. We we knocked the uh, some of the football in the first half, the way we passed that ball around, and early stage in the second half as well. Which is great, and you know that'll bamboozle them. And who, I, I never get the pronunciation right. Is it Prudel? Prudel, the massive mm. nut, lump with a top knot. Sumo yeah, wrestler bloke. Yeah, one of those. <laughs> you know. Zaha and, and Townsend. I'm, I'm, this, this is giving Lewis Dunk credit by default. I think Lewis Dunk's a better centre half than than Prudel. Um, and if they and, and if they can give him the run around, then you know hopefully they can do the same against the Watford defence that's got Adrian Mariapa starting in it as well. Say say his name one more time. Prudel. 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 <laughs> Excellent. Um, yeah, I, I I was on the same wavelength as you last week. I was just thinking get Ben Teke in there big bruiser in with the middle but you know when you hear lower level centre-backs talking about struggling if they can't actually pick a man up and you've got Wilf moving in and out and just getting in between the fullback and the centre-back like that and if he starts scoring headers as well you know starts adding those to his uh, bowstring could you imagine the sort of play he's going to become because uh, loves a header against Brighton doesn't he it's great yeah where every everyone talks about that and saying you know that's um Two headers in his career now, two against Brighton. It's not technically true. He did score a header against Shrewsbury Town in the League Cup. But um, don't let facts get in the way of a good story, shall we? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'd, I just don't see how you can change it now. You can't change a front line that scored five goals, basically, or has resulted in five goals across two games. Um, I do worry... The second half performance worries me a little bit in terms of how it made us look defensively at points. Like Brighton did get at us very, very easily, and that's probably for a combination of reasons. But you know, just they it, that game could have been very different. You know, Murray missed huge chances. Um, we made very important blocks, and we rarely threatened in the second half. Hennessy made a couple of good saves. Yeah, I mean, that save from Stevens. Um, I mean, like you say, Stevens should have been sent off anyway, and just main, he shouldn't be allowed on the field on the grounds that he looks like the least like a footballer of a professional footballer I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> he looks like he should like be busking outside Glasgow Station or something. I just, I, I don't with, understand how he ever made it as a footballer. With their right, with their right back, on a really raggedy drum kit. What's his name? <laughs> George Boyd. He looked like George Boyd. <laughs> he looks like George Boyd, but how George Boyd sees himself in the mirror with his dodgy eyes. That's how, that's how ropey that bloke looked. Uh, George Boyd is a top lad. I saw him at the FA Cup final. I had a chat with him. He didn't um, see you though, did he? <laughs> hey. Yes, of course. Uh, George Boyd famously fouled an eye test during a medical during a medical that seemed to last about eight days long. I think they took him hostage and um, found any reason not to sign him. Um, that was a who was was that a Hull or Forest? Oh, it was Forest. Yeah, because that was around the time we were linked with him. But um, obviously, we go off piece. Um, but yeah, I think we stick with the two um, as it started against Brighton and. Um, We'll see. We'll see how we go from there. If we, when the change does come, um, controversial maybe Heskiff, does Serlock get a run ahead of Benteke this time? Oh, that was a good question. Um, I, I, I still really want to see Benteke do well. 
You know, when he came on against Brighton, as we discussed a couple of weeks ago, I just, I really wanted him to score so that, you know, not only did he get that sort of, sort of, the goal that would, that he would give him the confidence he needs, but also doing it against Brighton would have been huge. And, you know, he, he ran about a bit, but because of the way we ended up playing deeper and deeper, he wasn't really getting into the game. I think a, a few of Hennessy's sort of hoofs up the pitch could give him no chance at all. Um, so I, I personally would bring on Ben Teke just because I, I really... He's, he's got to score another goal before the end of the season. He just has to. Um, but that being said, if we did bring on Serla, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be annoyed. You know, I, I'd like to see him get more runouts up front because I didn't get to go to Chelsea away, so I've only really seen him play on the wing. Uh, mm. So I wouldn't mind seeing him play up front. But I mean, I, I, you know, I'd, I'd like it to be Benteke just so he can really try and get that goal. Yeah. Well. We'll see if anyone thinks he's going to get that goal when we take a short break and come back with this week's predictions. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Homesdale Radio Preview Podcast. Crowdfunded by Palace fans for Palace fans. Right, so last week, um, I'm almost in braggadocio mode again. Uh, I said 3-1 Palace with Zaha to score twice, so I was very, very close in on there. Um, Heskiff, do you want to remind us? I said that we would lose 2-1 and Duncan Murray would score. Technically, they combined for their first goal. Three weeks running, mate. You've got one of the goal scorers right. You need to start putting a little cheeky tenor on and some anytime goal scorers. So um, yeah, maybe maybe this is the week that I start doing it, and it inevitably fails. Yeah. <laughs> um, Albert, you went two one Palace, so you got chucked a point on the ball there. But um, I did say Glenn Murray and Wilf Zaha would score though. Yes. So yeah. if we if we dishing out half points, yeah. so it would being amazing that in a game that had five goals the only two players that can score for each team scored we're we're all miracle workers <laughs> we know exactly what we're talking about um as for this week uh well i'm now on 21 points in the prediction league tim and mikey lead on 22 so with four games to go it's getting very very close business end of the season tim and mikey have both gone for wins this week uh lucy has gone for a win also patrick a draw alex penja loss um Hesky, if you're ready for this yeah it's, it's your weekly delight of exactly why palace are obviously going to win stats um we've only lost once there in the last 11 league games that was in 2008 
the last six games where we are unbeaten have gone win, draw, win, draw, win, draw. So it doesn't take a genius to work out what comes next. <laughs> the last time we played there, Clattenburg was the referee and we still didn't even lose then. So we just basically cannot lose at Vicarage Road. Was that Boxing Day yes, last year? Boxing, yeah, it was his... Um, no, two years ago it would have been. Two years ago, yeah. Clattenburg's um, last ever game, Crystal Palace game that he ref. Before did, he he get a, did he get a tattoo of it? <laughs> no, he got hair implants. <laughs> Yeah, hair implants that he had to like take out initially, wasn't it? When he got to the hotter climates. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Um, and w- Williams, William in the background saying, "Don't forget to say that we beat them at Wembley." <laughs> just wants to, just wants to squeeze that in. I think twice, twice wasn't it? Um, yeah, that's right. Um, which is basically in their own backyard as well. Um, is that right, Albert? How long does it take to get to Wembley from where you are? Uh, five stops on the train, yeah, and I can see it from the end of my road, actually. That's basically the backyard then, isn't it? Right, uh, Albert, you can kick us off this week. What's the score going to be? Uh, I, I just checked what I'd predicted on the on the old prediction league and I'd put one all, but I've, I've, had, I've had a couple of beers and I have to say it quietly because, again, I am in the vicinity. I think we're going to win 2-1. And who's going to score the goals? I think Zaha's going to get another one and I quite fancy Johan Kabai because he scored... He scored. In fact, didn't he? he scored in the last game? Didn't he? Did he score in the last game, or did he put he, the ball through for Townsend? Uh, no, Townsend put the ball through for him. And in, then, but, but then Kabai scored a penalty there the season before, didn't he? Correct. Yeah. Oh, that's that's correct. Yeah. So he's yeah. Two, two seasons he, running there. He's going for his Vicarage Road hat trick. Yeah, he's kind of like Scott Dan against Bournemouth, just always bagging against them. Um, the poll this week. Um, online, <laughs> I went for and I, I done it again. I went Elton John back catalogue. <laughs> oh, um, I got I got kind of obscure. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know much of his back catalogue. I don't know much of his just regular catalogue. So um, for a Palace win, it was Simple Life. <laughs> Never heard of it. Yeah. For a draw, it was. And this is just genius. Nobody wins. <laughs> And don't go breaking my heart for a for a Watford victory. Um, not not the seventy four percent Heskiff this week saying that we were going to win like it was last week, but we've got forty nine percent have gone for a win, twenty one percent the draw, and thirty percent have gone for the loss. Um, which <laughs> which Elton John song are you going for? Uh, surprisingly, I've gone. Nobody wins. <laughs> uh, a, I've never heard that song, <laughs> but I like the sentiment. Um, I think we're going to draw one all, and I think Andros is going to score. But I also want to say, I'm not having football teams wearing yellow as their home colour. <laughs> I don't like Watford. Yellow is an away colour. I'm not having Norwich. I'm not having Brazil. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it. So it's going to be one all. Um, and I think Andros is going to score because that assist that he. Um, that he had for Kabai last year that Albert was talking about. Sort of, if I remember rightly, was sort of the making of him a little bit because he'd been a bit crap up until that point. And then he did that and then turned it round big time after Christmas. And that was around Christmas, wasn't it, that game? So Yeah, it was was Boxing Day. It was Allardyce's first game in charge. There you go. So I I think the spirit of that will live on and Andros will get get a, a curling left foot goal. 
Yeah, I think because um, I put something out about this, uh, the club posted up on Twitter the uh, assist, and it's a very underrated assist. It doesn't really get talked about considering he pulled the ball down out of the air, done a couple of kick-ups, beat two players, and then reverse passed the ball through. It should probably get a little bit more praise than it um, it does. But, you know, obviously that turn in form for Andros obviously came as Pardew departed the club and... I don't. I don't think there was any love lost between the two of them, so that probably has a lot to do with it as well. And Sammy Lee obviously takes a lot of credit for um, getting more out of Andros just as he did for England. So um, yes, um, my prediction. What am I going for? Um, I'm going to need to think this one through. I'm. I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure yet. So let's. Uh, turn our attentions to what some listeners have done. Um, Stephen Rodin. Did anyone listen to Love Sport last week? It's, I did. Uh, I did. Yeah, it was. Uh, if you haven't listened to last week's episode of Love Sport, go back for our podcast and find it because it is actually genuinely a brilliant two hours of radio. Um, I had I laughed many times listening to it, and Stephen Rodin uh, sent a tweet into that show as well. <laughs> whilst um, Hambo was seductively reading out tweets and they said, Stephen Rodin, that's a, that's a very sexy surname you've got there. And it was um, quite quite amusing. But he's gone 1-0, Will, Will to score again. Uh, Patrick's gone 1-1. One, one. Um, that's Patrick O'Quana. And he said, oh, goodbye to score as well. So um, he's, he's with you there, Patrick. Um, I think we will win. So 3-0 Watford. Oh, 3-0 Watford. So that's from Matt. Um, Technically, you could say that one, he's gone for a candle in the wind because that result would be a car crash. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, Moving swiftly on. uh, Leave it. Don't say anything else. Uh, Nick's gone 3-1 Palace. Wilf, Luca and Ben Teke. And Nav's gone 2-2. Luca and Wilf. And Phil's gone 3-1. And then Ben Long's down. He said, Palace win and Ben Mintram to get hit in the head with a seat. <laughs> Referencing a few years ago when uh, uh, somebody broke a chair in the away end and decided to fling it towards the pitch. And it clouted Ben Mintram right in the back of his head. And he had to be seen by an ambulance uh, by the side of the pitch, much to all of our amusement. So sorry about that, Ben. Right. I've settled. I've settled on it. And I'm going 2-0 Palace. It's about time we kept a clean sheet. Uh, Watford uh, all over the shop. No kahunas. Despite all of what Deeney said, they are just pushovers this season, I think. And if you get up in their face, we're all about it at the moment. I I just think it's going to be another comfortable win for us at Vicarage Road. Right. Um, We're going to go away. And then when we come back, it will be... (laughs) We've found Watford's version of Dave. So we're going to hear Watford Dave's moaning. Homesdale Radio Preview Podcast. Crowdfunded by Palace fans for Palace fans. I mean, this is quite spooky, really, isn't it, Haskiff? I mean, this this is Dave Perry, just the, the yellow shirt-wearing version. It is. I was having um, a read. Someone had linked to the, the Watford version of the BBS about today, uh, about this weekend's game and... I was having to read to see what they all think. And I came across an absolute doozy of a post. And yeah, it's it's basically, you know, there's episodes of the TV show where there's like an alternate dimension. Um, this is what would happen if 
if Dave was born in zone six or whatever. What zone is it, Albert? Is it uh, the alphabet where I you? Think, I think I think Watford Junction is zone six, but I'm six. I'm just outside in zone seven. Oof. So this is all right. This is a zone seven. Miserable Dave. I'm going to read it verbatim. So um, bear with me. I don't know how good a storyteller I am, but bear with me. <laughs> so this is a guy called Marcoas, and he said, even with without Zahar, they beat us. Our players have the balls of a pubescent boy. Dini's being the smallest of the lot. No fight, no determination, no spirit, no willingness to grit their teeth and do the hard and dirty work. Our players live in a fantasy land with unicorns, rainbows and fluffy clouds. They give up at the slightest pushback from another team and crumble like an apple pie does with whipped cream, ice cream and cream whilst Dini's eating it. It's all very pathetic, gut-wrenching and depressing watching our so-called players jog around for 90 minutes while having their pants pulled down and given a good spanking. I expect Palace to do to us what most of the league has already done, and that is beat us. They'll be right up for it, and our players just simply won't be. Palace will score, heads will drop, and I fully expect us to lose at least 4-0. The lineup's predictable. Gracia is incapable of making any surprise tactical changes, so Palace will already know what to expect. I went shopping last weekend. Goodness knows what I'll do this weekend. Maybe go in a shark cage. At least when I'm yelling and screaming in terror, it's for something worthwhile. Unlike watching our lot at the moment. <laughs> I mean, that's special. That is literally the most miserable thing I've ever read. I have, I have some notes. <laughs> um, is this your next door neighbour, Albert? Do you need to no. go and, do you go and knock and need to make sure he's okay? No, would you believe it? My next door neighbour's a Millwall fan. Uh... Um, all the way out in Watford. No, just when when you said I expect us to crumble like an apple, I certainly didn't expect the next word to be pie. <laughs> <laughs> Any more notes? I mean, I could, but I won't. <laughs> it's definitely whoever that is. It's definitely not. There's a there's at the at the end of my well, the end of the road next to my road. There's a little sort of. Um, car park for the sort of parade of shops and permanently parked in that car park i think it's a i think it's a peugeot 206 it doesn't matter this isn't top year but the whole i've got a picture of it somewhere i'll try and dig it out and put it on twitter the whole car has been decked out in yellow and red and in about inch high lettering there's n- uh, numbers and names of about 20 i must be the current squad when he did it just plastered all over the car nine t dot dini and just like badges everywhere, proper. I don't know who the bloke is, but his car's there. But unfortunately, I don't know if he's listening. He spelt Guediora wrong. <laughs> and I've, I nearly left a note on under his windscreen wiper, but I thought better leave it. G U E D I O U R A. I think he got. I think again, I've got it on my phone somewhere. I think he got the U and the U and the E switched round. I mean, it's a, I mean, it's a nightmare surname to be honest. If you're a, you know, you're trying to knock out. 32 Watford. I mean, they've got high turnover of players as well. So, yeah, I mean, I rarely know who their manager is. It seems to change so often. Uh, anyway, look, let's let's stop talking about Watford. Um, we'll be back after this short jingle. There are 99 reasons to hate Brighton. Homophobia doesn't need to be one of them. Follow us on Twitter at Proud and Palace. Right, yeah. that's it for this week. What you you have got, Albert? You're on the hat trick this week. Um, and no, that isn't um, pissing. 
vomiting that I'm talking about. Just a bit of swearing there right at the end, just for Billiam to um, bleed out. Um, you're on Love Sport tomorrow night. Correct. And obviously the review show is taking place in your house on Sunday after the game. Sorry. And then, you're, and then I'll, I'll start work on Monday, so you'll never hear from me again for about <laughs> six months. Uh, um, this is terrible news that you're starting work. We'll have to... Um... Now, do you know what? You'll, you'll be the one that gets priority. Oh, that's that's lovely. I mean, we'd we'd let you have priority if you didn't do things like drop your pen on your mute button on your laptop. That's not. I have to, I'm going to call her out. That is not dropping a pen on my laptop. That is my wife opening up a massive tray of sushi that she just turned up with. <laughs> so let's wrap this up <laughs> like in seaweed. Yes, exactly. Um, as always, thanks to everyone for joining, helping out, Sam. Alberts, thanks to James Howland for joining. Thanks to Billiam in the background for producing. I've n- oh, I have now got Albert's wife showing me sushi on the screen. Um, this is probably the weirdest porn I've ever watched. Um, <laughs> then, Look at um, the chopsticks on that. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so it will be Albert. Who's joining you in your house? Is it Chris and the? I, I think it's just me and the wife. <laughs> She was born in Watford General Hospital, actually, you know, so she's got local knowledge. So pretty much like every Man United fan then. Oh, she could hear you now. Oh, <laughs> and um, if I can find a way, I will join on Saturday if I can find a way. But um, don't tell my visiting friend from Australia. <laughs> so we are, what's the game next week? Are we already at Leicester? after that so next week we will be back um any gigs to go to on thursday next week Heskiff, or or can we record the podcast after hodgson's press conference i will check my diary and let you know man. <laughs> we, should, boy. we should be back next thursday with the build-up to the leicester game so not with sushi we're just a multi-pack of walkers crisps for that one yeah ready sorted all the way <laughs> boring until next week up the palace can I just give one last shout out to Lewis Dunk go for it Billiam get your finger on the on the beat button f*** off Lewis Dunk yeah f*** off Lewis that can stay in <laughs> it's the 90th minute all your mates around you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go your mate's already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.